ladies and gentlemen, another overtime podcast. It's going to be a high school a variety one. And I know uh, my two uh, now media darlings and Matt Harrington and Brandon Spratt, the Care 11 superstars that you are. Woo. I got so lucky to be in the same room as you guys. I can't believe it. But we've got uh, some stuff to talk about as we come to you all live from the Meta Sports League studios, along with producer Glenn Gray, Brandon Spratt, and Matt Harrington. I'm Pete Wagner. This is presented by MetaButes, a hockey-themed NFT project from the Meta Sports League. Check them out at MetaButes.io. Jack Links, subscribe and save 15% at JackLinks.com. That's a minimum of 10 bucks per order. Come on, get off the wallet. You get free shipping for orders of 50 bucks or more. Also, the Prospect Exchange, TPE. Evaluate, share, and advance a big part of what we're doing. And also also SLP Nutrition. You can find that on Instagram at SLP underscore nutrition or just simply SLP Nutrition as well. Today we're going to hear guys from Ken Pauly and Ricky Sainty Jr. Pauly, of course, from the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights. Uh, we did the Coach's Corner segment coming up with him. So this is a little more in depth. We just give a couple snippets out of that. And we, we got deep in on some stuff. And then Ricky Sainty Jr. talked a lot about uh, the Rosemont Irish, all of the great things that are happening in their community. And, of course, kind of previewed and promoted the Hockey Fights Cancer uh, games that we'll be doing for boys and girls, 2 and 4.30. Uh, that played out Saturday uh, from the Rosemont Arena. So, uh, Brandon, Matt, you know, it's we always say that this year is the best. And every time I leave a state tournament, it ends up being there will be never be a one even. That's it. Right. That's mm -hmm. how it goes. But this year is uh, proving to be very special. And I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is the energy in the building. The crowds are swelling. They're getting bigger. People are engaged and interested. Uh, there's just a very authentic, good feeling to these games. And we're seeing more students at the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I could think we can even trace this a little bit back to the, some of the section games back in the spring. I think we started to notice the crowds coming in there, especially after not having them at all in 2021, which was so tough. And then you're right, the momentum and energy has really carried into this season. You know, we had the chance to be out at Minnetonka for that Thanksgiving preview. Those phenomenal crowds right. out there for a couple games. I know, Matt, you had the chance to take in uh, Hill Murray and Wyzetta last night with another packed house there. It, it is great to see the energy back for sure. Yeah, and I think, Pete, to add to that, just the fact that, you know, at least on the boys' side, I don't really know if there is a, a clear-cut favorite right now. I mean, Minnetonka, the number one team, but they're human, you know, and I think we're seeing that a little bit as well. On the girls' side, we've seen Andover lose a game already this year. They hadn't lost in the regular season for a long time. So I think the the parity that we're getting is really good for the league, and it's shaping up through uh, what could be a very exciting it isn't hurting either that, you know, we have a show like Inside the Bubble, which is really highlighting all these kids. And I think the more you talk about something, the more curiosity is peaked and people want to go and see what all this noise is all about. I'm not, you know, spraining the shoulder here. I do that enough, patting myself on the back. But it, it is true, though, that I think there's been just so much coverage of these kids in these games that there's knowledge of, of what's going on, which helps. I totally agree. And, and especially, you know, we've had the chance to commentate on a lot of highlights from, you know, more teams on the Iron Range and, and even Brainerd Little Falls and, and teams like that. And to just get to see those players that maybe I wasn't as familiar with, maybe they're not a household name, but there's great right. hockey being played really in all corners of, of the state at the high school level. And it's, it's really a, a joy to get to see all, a lot of it. Rivalries are special because you don't have to be top-of-the-level teams for it to be good. If you have two teams that play for something they care about mm -hmm. and they're well-matched, it's a great-looking hockey game or football, whatever you're watching. 
And, you know, to see that night in, night out, and with our level of games on the network, we're adding cameras every week. There's always something new coming out. Excited to have Grand Rapids on board starting next week. We're going to have the uh, Thunderhawks and the Lightning. Um, so for the Lightning, we have their games in uh, Hodgins, Barado, as well as IRA Civic Center. So that's exciting and fun. Uh, but by and large, I think this has been as fun of a start of the season. And it's been in, been pretty trippy for me to just kind of sit back, watch this talent-rich, deep pool of announcers that we have with the two of you and all of the other guys we have. I'm not going to single single guys out because I'd have to go through the whole roster. But I'm proud of our roster. Everybody takes it very seriously. They rep the brand incredibly well. We're very supportive as a group. There's no like weird jealousy of like, well, that's not going on. And um, the supportiveness of the group and watching everybody grow and evolve. And I'm going to tell you two guys, I mean, I've known you for a few years now, and um, you were great when you came here. But now, as you're moving along, you guys are terrific. I mean, it's thoroughly enjoyable to listen to you, Matt. Your game against Hill Murray with um, Wyzetta was so you, you were kind of downplaying it in the car, Brandon. He was just kind of, yeah, it was a good game. Was good. <laughs> you know? And so then I pulled up his highlights because we have the back end highlight clips. And there were probably like a dozen or so. There were a ton. And it was just, I mean, one after the other after there were so many breakaways and so many just chances. Goaltenders were amazing. Uh, then the big goals they scored were absolutely energetic and fun. But the one thing that we got to mention is, I don't even say who it was, but the Wyzetta kid that thought he had the winner in OT. <laughs> here is the best part. He scores the goal. He goes for the selling and does like this little face plant, goes down. Then he gets up and does the bow. Shoot, it wasn't a goal. It was washed. <laughs> <laughs> but then just moments later, they scored. But you're doing an amazing job. Then Brandon, you. you know, like I, I listen to your games and you, you start listening in your head and you, you say, okay, um, is this sounding like something I'd see on TNT uh, or or ESPN? And then I'm going to say better um, just because your familiarity with what's going on with the game, but connectivity to the audience has really, really come through. Both of you are that way. I think doing this show in here has helped. Mm -hmm. I think all of us as a group talking about stuff, we got a nice little chat group. It gets really <laughs> nerdy at times. But <laughs> but but I mean, I, it's something that I want to draw out and tell people about because I really think the best part about what we're doing here, it's always about people. The game's about people and kids, and it's about what they do. It's not about where they're going or what they're going to be. It's about what we have right here. And that's always been our focus, and it's about making it as pro as we can for what is right here and what they're doing now, this moment. And then when we take a group of announcers that are saying, you know, I want to be good, and we're all like kind of like in, in positive ways pushing each other, it's making for a very good product. And I'm telling you, that is about the best 100 bucks you could spend. And I would say right now, if you've got a grandma or a grandpa that wants to watch stuff, why don't you give them the gift of hockey? Purchase a high school season pass, or you can get them both bundled high school and youth for 150, 149, 150 bucks. Why wouldn't you do that? We 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 sold a bunch on Christmas for that as as a, as an idea. And yes, I'm here to sell. Yes, I am here to do this because that's what we do. But the fact is, is the product you're getting is so awesome. I, I would agree with that completely, Pete. I think just the uh, amount of games that we have. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the season pass for high school, and I mean, it's just game after game after game. We're getting, 
uh, boys double A matchups ranked. We're getting boys class A matchup, girls class A, girls double A. I mean, it's an impressive list, and nobody else in the state, maybe even in the country, can compete at that level. I would agree. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned our, our deep roster, our growing bench of, of announcers. Every week when we're sort of editing these highlights to put in the Inside the Bubble show, like I'm listening to to different people. I'm just blown away. I mean, we I know. it's it's really yeah. awesome. And you really can detect that there is passion for the game, you know. And, and I think, Matt, you know, you can probably chime in on this as you were experiencing your game last night. But when there's passion in the stands, it makes it that much easier to be passionate on your call. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I filled in for a period as well while Pete was dealing with some things <laughs> yeah. for Hockey Night Minnesota yeah, last week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when you get that energy, it's just hard not to feed off of it. So Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, And, and you know, that, that Benildi Dyna game from that energy perspective was just awesome because, you know, Edina's right next door. So it's just really easy to jog up to the rec center. And then um, the, the the student sections were what I noticed were just so much more engaged and into it. It was just so, so entertaining. Interesting because Benilde might have started a little bit flat. The Red Knights were not quite where they wanted to be. And then by the time the game ended out, it started feeling like a real playoff game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a playoff atmosphere already, and it was game one yeah. for the Red Knights. What a great way to start the year. Then they lose three to two, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> they're going to Andover. They've got all these games, and they, what do they do? They go shut out Andover and play absolutely a gem of a game, and uh, that's terrific. I think the team that I'm really just most curious to see is if you know Minnetonka's schedule is going to be such where they're going to get, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah, they have uh, Chanhassen at Chanhassen. That's going to be a special environment Saturday yeah. night. I mean, wear your earmuffs. Oh, absolutely. I can't bring the Volcaster hub or the Linux. It's not going to power through it. <laughs> no. But, um, you know, yeah, the, the, the overall scope of the game and, you know, it was we had a really nice tee up. You know, the girls had center stage for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the level of games that we had for them across the board has been so good. We've like you mentioned, we've had Gentry beat Andover, Andover beat Tonka. Tonka have some close games too as well. There, there, you know. I mean, it, it looks like now there's probably five or six teams on the girls' double A as opposed to one that is in contention. I do think we would agree that Andover is probably the best team, mm-hmm. but they proved that they can be had, and they are human. And I think that's really important for the rest of the field, the rest of the way. The Class A, all bets are off. I mean, War yeah. Road is War Road, and they're looking absolutely stupendous. I mean, they're beating up on other teams that are ranked in Class A. I know. So yeah. double, double A. Yeah, yeah. That, that as well. So, I mean, um, we're going to obviously have a lot of time between now and in mid-February before we get to the state tournament. But I think uh, on both sides, really, it's it's wide open. Are you guys enjoying this? 100%, yeah. Yeah. Love, oh, yeah. love it. I mean, it's like... Uh, all this preparation that goes into the year, there's a lot of time. Then we get the fall season, which is fun. But yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 this is just really, we're just super lucky to be doing this. Absolutely. And I think if you're casually sort of, yeah, I follow the local team here. There, I would suggest get a ticket, go down and check out one of these marquee matchups because when you walk out of the building, Matt, were you smiling? Yes, last night, absolutely. You, you had nothing to do with those two teams, Mm-mm. not at all. Mm-mm. 
In fact, you're a Cretan guy, so you're probably, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, you're smiling because the pioneers lost, but <laughs> you, you, you can walk out of there saying, you know, I have no vested interest right. on these two teams, but you were smiling because it was so damn good. Yeah. And I remember actually, it's funny you bring that up because I remember walking out of there and just hearing, you know, either Hill Murray parents or YZ parents or whoever, just fans in general saying, wow, what a game that was, even though it was a low scoring game, just so many opportunities. I mean, everybody in that building knew what a special game it was. So it was really good. Let's take a listen now to Ken Pauley as uh, he was part of our coach's corner on Inside the Bubble for the week of December 11th. Ken Pauley with a wide-ranging interview with yours truly. Okay, will you take a look at that and make sure I'm kind of in there? I don't need to be all the way in there. I just, I kind of want to, like, see me talking to him like this. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. Here we go, three, two, and one. No, let's go for the vibe. Oh, yeah. All right. I feel like we're in a room. That's right, yeah. This version of the coach's corner is unplugged because it's with my guy, Ken Pauley. And anytime you get a microphone between he and I, this whole 30-minute Inside the Bubble show is thrown out the window because it's going to be a great one. <laughs> coach's corner with you, buddy. Wags, how you doing? Good. Good, right. you? Good to see you in good health. Uh, <laughs> nurse back. We'll just say that. <laughs> so, um, your team, man, big win in Andover after a kind of a, I'd say, tough start to the first period um, yeah. against Edina. Can you talk a little bit about how things have rolled for your team this year to the start? You know, maybe not the result you wanted on Friday, but a good bounce back win the following game. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly was not the start we wanted, but again, it's so... It's it's so early. It's just it's really the the wins and losses are largely irrelevant. You're more curious about what exactly we have and who are we, you know. And so that was was kind of fun about the Dyna game is we could find out right away like okay, where exactly are we at? It's not like I mean you're not I mean you're playing an established program, you know, great, you know, great program, two great programs going at it, and so you're going to have a nice measurement early on whether or not uh, you think you're for real. Um, and and we're not going to answer that question for a few months yet. Um, so, uh, so, but but it's it's nice. It's not like we're playing, you know, three or four kind of weaker games. And okay, are these guys for real or not? We're going to find out right away what what we have. And so, um, I, I, it, it's just a, it's just a huge positive. Regardless, clearly we'd like to have won. We didn't, but uh, but that's okay. How often are teams not what you thought they were from the summer to translate it to? real play yeah how often does that happen oh like every year <laughs> like every year i mean listen i mean at the beginning of the year i think coach, coaches are kind of the same like you think oh we got all this depth and we we have we don't have we you know we have, we have like we have too many guys type of thing and where they're and then all of a sudden you kind of get to oh, we're missing this piece we're missing that piece and stuff like that so the what you think you have on on the whiteboard and what's going on out there are usually two Two different things, and sometimes you're um, a lot better than you thought you were going to be, and sometimes you're not as good as you thought you would be. And uh, and right now, um, you know, for us, you know, we look at yeah, we get uh, we get we get a ton of potential, but that's sometimes that's one of the worst things you can say about a team. You have potential. <laughs> potential. <laughs> uh, so let's go into something a little bit more deep. Yeah. Let's go back to your roots of coaching from day one yeah if you look back over your career 30 plus years now right 
Are yeah. you near 30? Oh yeah, 34, 35, 34, something like that. Okay, yeah, I, I lost track. Well, yeah, I still have But when, when you look back over your coaching career, what stands out to you as the one thing you can look back at on an overview that you would tell a new coach today, this is why you do it? Okay, it, it sounds um, it sounds canned, it sounds cliche-ish, but it, it, is, it, it, is, it is about relationships, end of the story. That's it, you know. It is about, I am probably, I'm still that very first team I coached at 25 years of age. Those guys are my friends, all right? And I'm as close to those guys as I am to anyone that I've coached. And that's the thing. It's like even the other night we, we lost, and I have Grant Bassey in here and TJ Moore and, you know, and Pat Steinhauser in here. And it's like they never left and they've been gone for 10 plus years. And, and, and some of those guys have won state titles, some of them have some have been lost in section seven. It, in the end, it really doesn't matter. Um, that 91 team I had, we got beat in the quarterfinals, we got upset. But those guys are forever and those relationships are forever. And so at the end of the day, you're dang right, you want to win, you want to do all those things, but that's, that's the one thing I would tell anyone starting out. It's like, it better be about something larger. The game's a wonderful game. There's a lot of great things about it, but it better be about something more than that, um, or you won't, you won't last long, and I don't think you'll get any depth out of your experience. Are kids different today than that team when you're 25 years old? Yeah, <laughs> yes, of course tell they me, are. Tell me how. Yeah, I, I think they're. Um, I actually think they're. They're a little more needy. I think they need to be. Uh, listen, coaches always. Coaches always should be. Like it doesn't matter. 30, 40, 50 years ago, you should be communicating. But they, they need to be told almost on a weekly basis where they're at. You know, and when I started. And, and, and again, teams you've coached in baseball and stuff, ways, maybe you noticed that too. It's like you, once you've assigned roles and stuff like that, away we go, and everyone can, whether they like it or not, here we go. And right. sometimes it seems to be like it's like an ongoing conversation. And I think it's in kids' minds too that there's a lot of wonderful things we talk about, uh, basically mindset and, and growth and, and improvement. And the kids have their trainers, and a lot of people think it's a formula. Like, okay, well, if you tell me A, B, and C, well, coach, I went and worked on A, B, and C. Am I good to go now? You know, and it's like it's. In well, it equals D. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. I mean, right? That's kind of. Well, you and I were see the shallow yeah. pool with math there, wakes. Oh, but well, yeah, exactly. yeah, you know, but but I I do think they I think they need to be uh, I think they need to be uh, you know communicate with more. I think there's more of a um, um, the individual has always been important, you know. But I think it has been, you know. I think the idea of the team. And, and the collective, um, I don't think there's as much immediately immediate buy-in there. Uh, doesn't mean it can't be done. It, it can, for sure, but I think you have to work a little harder at it. Right. Yeah. So when you look at this as a whole, coaching at a private school yeah. has a lot of perks and benefits, mm -hmm. but then it, I, and then it has a lot of, let's say, outside opinions. Yeah. of how things yes. work. <laughs> so let's go there. We're going to be yeah. hard hitting here. <laughs> what do you, what would you tell those that say, well, they recruit and those types of things. How do you handle that? What's your point? <laughs> they recruit. What's your point? That's my, that, what is their point? Mm -hmm. um, it, I, w I would tell them, number one, grow up um, and, and understand that it is 2022. It's not 1955 anymore where basically 
Catholic school kids went to Catholic schools and kids basically went to where their neighborhood school was. Uh, kids have been jumping now for the last 30, 40 years. Um, we didn't create that. We're not the only ones that you know, are, are part of that. Um, at, at a private school, every kid is recruited at every private school. Uh, that's how they survive. The, the, the biggest question is, do, um, are you doing things illegally? You know, that, that's the better question. And, uh, and again, I, I, have, I have no problem. I basically, uh, I, I, have no, I, I look in the mirror just fine, thank you. You know, just fine. And I, and I, I don't, listen, I, and, and, and unapologetically, I, it's like you look at it, uh, um, I, and I'm not going to get into, into names, yes. but again, very prominent suburban programs, even this year, there's multiple, there's three, four kids um, from outside those communities that are in those, and, and people don't like that either. I understand that. And listen, I, I, I'm not saying it necessarily has changed for the better, but reality's not optional. Kids will, kids will move, and, and you have to offer a product that they, they want educationally and athletically, and that's part of it. So, so yeah. Do you think, with that, yeah. the bigger discussion at hand is, do we just kind of cut it and just say, it is what it is, free to roam about the cabin? Or do you think it's good that they have levers in place? I, I, I think to make it I, I, I think there should be some guardrails, but I do think we got to stop this 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 fiction. Uh, basically, okay, who's eligible, who's not? I think we need to go back to the rule that we had uh, back right in the, it was twenty oh seven when every kid was allowed one move and that was it. You were done. You had one move and yeah. that was it. And I think that benefited everyone. Listen. This is a very big, this is a tough program. I have kids playing JV who I think can play varsity just about anywhere else. And oh, that team and, is good. It is. They're really good. And, and I'll tell you, and for some kids, you know what? And, and it works the other way. It's like there's kids who, if things aren't working out at their school and they move back to their community school over there, they can play there and that community may want them. And so, and again, I, there's, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, the short version is that I believe everyone should get one move. And then after that, you get none. That's it. That's it. Because I feel like, and that works both ways. Kids come to Benilla St. Margaret's and say, you know what? This wasn't what I thought it was. And they should have that option to go back. Or a kid is a big suburban school and they're not having a great experience and they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Like, well, I thought this was going to work. And this is the only thing. I think, you know, I think they should have that option. And right now, you know, the, rule, the rules, listen, um, the, the rules in terms of People can play games with the rules. I mean, that, that can happen. And it's forcing people to move and stuff like that. And let's get rid of all the game play, playing and all their stuff, and let's just basically make it a lot simpler for everyone. Um, and I think that will benefit everyone across the board um, at, in all sports, not, not just hockey. That's just, that's just my opinion. Asking because it's, it's always sort of like talked about brushed under the carpet or... You know, and it's it, to well, me, it's gotten to the point where it's topical and it yeah. makes complete well, sense. Well, let's well, tell you what. So the, the one of the best sports movies ever is Hoosiers, right? Yeah. At the beginning of that movie, they're worried that Jimmy Chickwood, Jimmy Chickwood, he's going to go down to Terrahoota, where they yeah. thought he was going to go to another school. They were worried about losing Jimmy to another school. Um, and that's what the fifties when that was. That's nineteen fifties, yeah. and, and if you look, if you look at um, some very prominent names in. Again, the high school hockey lore in the '70s, you know, guys got paper mill jobs in Grand Rapids and things like. Yeah. There's things that were done then, yeah. you know. So it's not anything new. Hey. I'm not. Listen, I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying it's great. I mean, I. It's like I. 
I, rea the, the reality of the world that I live in, you know, isn't you know isn't optional. And listen, if, if basically it was the 1960s when all basically in Roman Catholic families said, "Hey, I got to go to Catholic school." Guess what? I, I mean, I, I would have had I, I would have had someone like Johnny Pollitt been in the same argument. Can you imagine what happened then? The whole landscape. And now he's the AD at Hill Murray. Yeah, you're yeah. your rival. Yeah. Um, if you were to pick a style of play that you love to coach the most. I know what it is, but for the viewers, what is it? Well, I like the skill game. I like I, I like I like a lot of passing. I like a lot of passing and skating and, 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 and creativity. And I like um, I, I like I like go hockey. And sometimes I like go hockey to 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 a fault because once you get in section playoffs, that's not it's not what it is. And you and so what you have to and and we've been able to do it um, you know you know successfully. And we've kind of come up short sometimes as well. Um, but that's to me that's the most fun way to play and I also think it's the best I think I think it's the best way to play the game I think it's a fun way to play the game I think developmentally for these kids at 15, 16, 17 I think it's the best for them as well when you looked at your building when you played Edina it was pretty darn full this yeah, is good, a big, good energy yeah, yeah. good energy it looked like Christmas felt, out there it, felt, it did didn't it yeah, green, green and red, red, yeah. it felt like Christmas um, and the environment was playoff style and I'm thinking about those boys because we were doing a thing uh, out east, the Elite Prospect Cup Series, where yeah. it's the friend and family deal of U18s. Yeah, that's where the seniors can play yeah. for whatever organization it was. Awful to me. Yeah. Fine hockey, but like I, I, this experience. Can you explain from your side of the bench what that feels like with the kids and the energy and how much better that makes the game? It. it I'll tell you what. It's. Um, it makes it a lot better because it, let's face it. it it's fun. You know, it's an emotional game, and when you add all those elements that you're referring to, Wags, you, there is just that that energy that you can't you can't you can't purchase that. You can't you, you recreate. That. I mean, give you an example. We just played Andover, two very good teams. It was a great game. Atmosphere there was none because it's not a natural rivalry. And you, you again, yeah, it was a great game. Both teams played hard. Both wanted to win. But there wasn't there's natural rivalry. I'm sure in Andover plays Maple Grove, it's a little bit different. In Andover plays Rogers, I bet it's a bit yeah. different. But it's like with us playing Edina and again with all the connections that are there, and then when we have YZ here on Saturday, it'll be it'll it'll be the same thing. So you don't get in a, in a 25 game regular season, you don't get 25 games like that. If you're fortunate, you get a half a dozen. Um, you're blessed. But to have two or three, those those are those are moments you better not. Um, you, you, you don't want to wish that listen when you're when you're in that that's just that's fun for the players it's fun it's fun for everyone involved just is well and I like to bring that up because when the lights go off and these guys are in their mid 20s yeah and they're playing three on three at Minnesota made the old hat trick rank having yeah. a blast yeah oh yeah um, this is the stuff that they still talk about and sometimes I think when kids go through this that they forget yeah about how truly special it is and I think that's that's kind of a key thing final question for you your coaching staff you've always been surrounded by great people can you talk a little deeper about the importance of that and what you lean on them for you don't you don't have longevity without a great staff all right and you know any any person who thinks they're a one-man show that's just it just not it's just not going to happen and uh, one thing that was striking I've, I've read a couple very uh, 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 good biographies on, on, on Will and Eichel. And Ike is always very, he's such a gracious man, but he's very quick to give credit to his assistants and Eddie Zins and people who helped him. 
Eddie Dinah, and even his book, he said, boy, we wouldn't have success without Bart Larson, or we wouldn't have success without Bob O'Connor. I mean, he's, and so, and that's the same thing, it's the same thing here. It's like, um, I've been here three decades, and I would not, we're not, basically, I think we've built something pretty special here, and we wouldn't have done that without, um, you know, you know, without Jack Blatherwick or Jason Ginsbach, who was my assistant the first couple of years, or, or basically, you know, or Paul Aspey, and now John Russo, and I got a good young coach, and Casey Michaela, and these guys put a, you know, a goalie coach, Grant Hall. I mean, you get really good people around you, and I think that's one thing in terms of, like, kind of going full circle here in terms of how the game's changed. The more people you have around, that's more touch points for kids, too. Right. And, and you get good people with you, and I think the very most successful programs we shouldn't talk so much about successful head coaches. We should be talking about successful coaching staffs, you know. Because um, if I was if I was by myself, I mean, I've got Chris McGowan who's been doing JV for me for like nearly two decades. You can't take that stuff for granted. Thanks, buddy. And now we turn our attentions. Welcome back to the show once again from the Meta Sports League studios here in lovely downtown Edina. We're going to turn our attentions to. Ricky Sainty Jr., he's the coach of the Rosemont Irish, one of the most infectious personalities you're going to meet. And uh, he and I have uh, ginned up something you guys are going to love. I don't know what it is. What's, the, what's, what's that? that? It's a double elimination, eight-coach bubble hockey tournament. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I mean, I I've think heard Sikich, there's a lot of good names I think Sickich from Apple Valley is, has committed. Okay. We're trying to get the uh, movie star <laughs> from Hermantown. Patty. We're trying to get him engaged. Yeah, uh, we, he he. Ricky's working on the eight coaches. We're gonna probably record it either the Sunday after the well, that'd be next Sunday, or the Sunday after we come out of New Year's. Probably in January we're gonna do that. So Glenn Gray is gonna be here. We're gonna have the cameras all hooked up. We're gonna. I want to turn it into like one of those CrossFit things that you guys have seen, you know, you know where yeah. they, they take this like four hour event and turn it into a 30 minute show where you're just like, this is the dumbest thing. But, <laughs> but I, I want to turn it into a 30 minute show with these guys. Double elimination. Okay. I think that'll be fun. And then what we, what we'll do is, you know how John Anderson, you know, they do that bad commentary uh, after the fact. I think so. Oh, yeah. you go. It's just why well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we're going to do that. Love it. So we'll turn it into a 30 minute show. And we're going to turn it into about a three, four-minute segment on Inside the Bubble. I love it. Special, it's awesome. uh, special edition Absolutely. of Inside the Bubble. 2023. <laughs> Our ringing kickoff in, show. Yeah, right. Ringing in the year. <laughs> so let's now check in with Ricky Sainty Jr. We're with Rosemont's favorite son, Ricky Sainty Jr. Oh, right? Oh, for sure, man. Uh, but you, you, uh, you played here. You went to high school here. You coach here. Your passion just bleeds through with this squad. And... We've got some really exciting things coming up with the Hockey Fights Cancer next Saturday, the 10th of December. Your boys will be playing Lakeville North. The girls will be playing Lakeville South. We're going to raise a ton of money for that through all of our efforts with what we do, right? But before we go there, I want to talk a little bit more about what you're about. Because like, you can't help but be energetic and excited about your program, the things you do here, of course. So tell us a little bit about your job and how much you love it. I got my dream job. Let's just start with that. Uh, this is something when I was in high school, uh, coming through here, I had a couple different coaches, and I know that they always gave 100% when they were here, and I want to give that same thing back to our kids. I want to give them the same opportunities that I had, uh, whether it be lifting, whether it be on ice practice, whether it be just life lesson stuff. I think that's uh, super important. I think that 
it's special to be here because Rosemount's a pretty special place. Uh, I got my dream teaching job. I got my dream coaching job. I'm fortunate enough to coach with my old man, which is quite fun. Um, not many people get to do that. I got a pretty dang good staff, which uh, a guy I played college hockey with, um, the guy who thinks, you know, a bunch of guys who think it at the high level and challenge me. So all in all, I'm pretty fortunate to be where I'm at. I'm, uh, I'm blessed and I absolutely love it. Well, so when you think about coaching with your dad, I'm sure he coached you, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. But, you know, sometimes your dad is your best coach. Yeah. My dad was a coach. and But you didn't, you probably didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a coach, right? I'm just going to go do this. You probably um, evolved to it, right? And yeah. if so, how did you get to there to wanting to be a coach? Absolutely. I think that one of the things that I saw growing up is what my dad was able to do for me. Um, he put me in a lot of uncomfortable situations, a lot of situations that required adversity. And through those, you know, you could see there's little moments that I learned later in life um, that definitely impacted me. Um, I'll tell you right now, though, that being with him is, is amazing because he holds me to the highest expectation. He challenges me in every way possible. Uh, I'm, like I said, lucky to have him around me as much as possible. Let's talk about the, these kids and this group that you have and you know, how committed they are to your community. You know, we talk about Minnesota hockey and high school hockey and everything we do is being so special with the community base. We do some stuff in Michigan. We do some stuff out east with our other products that we do. All we ever hear when we come back is, how can we be like mini? How, and I look at Michigan and I say to those guys, you got the rings. There's like no reason you can't not be. Um, but it kind of became a business. So one thing that we've always been able to do here is really do our best to contain that. I know it's tricky with movement and stuff, yeah. let's be honest. Yep. But if you want to talk about the epitome of community-based hockey, look no further than here with your group, and, and you as the leader, can you talk about how important that is Absolutely. to our culture? Yeah, and I think one of the things that uh, people in Minnesota don't know how lucky we are sometimes, I think they take it for granted, but I think this is a pretty special place. Uh, when you look at Rosemont in general, it's a top five, 10 uh, youth program-wise as far as numbers go. Uh, we have kids in our building nonstop. We have, we're renting out a different rink in, in the area just to try to get by with another rink. We have the pond. It's one of those things that we're trying to use all our resources, but the place that we have here with these kids, this youth program, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Um, I think when these kids come through this locker room, um, they start to recognize some of the things that they did as kids and how they can give back to more and more to the youth that we have. And when, when we win and, and kids can come in the locker room and you know, kids coming out of the tunnel or out of our locker room out there, it's, it's a pretty special moment for these guys. And when it resonates and sits in or sets in for them a little bit, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see their faces because they don't realize how good they have it. And I think, again, uh, when other we go play other places, they always ask, you know, what's it like to play Minnesota High School hockey? And it's, it's a special thing. And, and, and to play against the teams we do, against the programs we do, coaches we do, uh, it, it's pretty special to be here. You get crowds that other guys don't get. You know, you see... You go to these showcases and it's the friends and family at best that are in the house so those are all things that can be easily taken for granted and um, this is what it's all about now to that point how many guys or what do guys say when they come back to you maybe what you said a moment ago about really not even understanding what's going on around them what kind of stuff do you hear on, on kids that return back or come back to say hello uh coach never knew we had it that good wow. one of the things that's uh Never realized the things we got. I mean, the apparel, the, the, the jerseys, the helmets, the gloves, all that stuff that they have is so special to them. They never realized it then, but then now they come back and they're like, man, we had it pretty good back then. I had a coach that 
player that came here, Max Carter, a few years ago, went and watched one of his last college football games the other day, and he's like, Coach, we still have better apparel in high school than we do it at a D2 football school, and I'm a, I'm a scholarship quarterback, so that's one of those things that's uh, it's pretty special. A kid like that reaches back and says something like that to you, but these kids, uh, they recognize it more later. Sometimes they do, um, and I think they got to be thankful for their parents, too, because their parents give a lot of time. Uh, Booster Club does a fantastic job of providing these kids for the things they have in this program, and again, we're surrounded by a community that loves their hockey program. It's awesome. And it, in our, it's not just hockey. It's you know football. It's baseball. It's you know it's basketball. There's soccer. There's everything. So it's fun to fun to see. We got a football that's preparing for another state championship. Maybe here as we do this, and they play the night that we're recording. So yeah. and you'll be getting two really quality players back to your roster eventually here, which is going to really help you out. So let's talk a little bit about Hockey Fights Cancer. I know you had a really good experience last year and raised some money. Uh, was it with Lakeville North, both teams last uh, year? Last year was Farmington. Okay, so this year's North. Yep. And, oh, your guy, Scott Mako, you guys were... We teach were, together, so I it's know, really that's fun. I said your guy, okay. So um, this year, you're expecting big things. Can you share the whole, how this all works and how it came together? Yeah, so uh, two years ago, about two years ago, a guy by the name of Matt Fine reached out with Hockey Fights Cancer, connected with me and said, hey, we'd love to be, you to be a part of our board. Um, so I kind of sit in as an, uh, a volunteer board member, uh, get to meetings when I can with them, what's going on, but it's one of those things that we reached out. I was like, absolutely, I want to give back. And I have a cousin who's near and dear to me who's fighting it right now, um, uh, dealing with the Capstrong situation, who a uh, special human in this community, in this town, uh, love the pieces, love their family the pieces. Um, Parker, as a, as a player who you see in our advertisements too that we're talking about, fantastic kid. I know the family was able to teach with mom, but um, what it looks like is we met, you know, met with Matt, Matt connected, and we said, let's make this big, let's make this great. And I know we had some you know, different areas because the mental health thing is a piece too. We're trying to get involved with the hockey fights, cancer things, a great thing. So we went forward with it. Um, last year we had jerseys made by CA Gear, fantastic. Both teams got to wear uh, jerseys this year again. CA Gear is going to provide them for Coach Taylor and his boys and, uh, and, and provide for us and our boys and we're going to play a game for, for special people that uh, deserve to be fought for. And so uh, I'm excited for that. Are there ways that funds can be raised? Uh, when you come to the rink, is there an online, is there a web presence? How can people that are watching this be a part of it? So I'm not your biggest technology guy working on it, but the QR code is going to be a big one. I huge. Think. A huge piece. I know it's on our school. Uh, right now, so there's that piece. If you want to the website, there's some ways to connect there as well. Uh, there's some brochures and, and, and um, piece of paper on the building that have some information on it. Uh, they can always reach out and ask too. I'll gladly give out my phone number and say, hey, let's connect because the bigger we can make this for these these people that are fighting, let's do it. Careful. It's all over Minnesota hockey. You're good to Okay, go. all right. <laughs> you you yeah, don't have to right, worry about right. it. Yeah, you just never know. So, Well, that's great stuff, and we're looking forward to... Uh, doing some great stuff with you well, guys. thank you to you and what you guys do. Pretty special to have you be a part of this. We're excited for, for what you're doing as well, so thank you. Thank you. Let's have some fun Saturday night, December 10th. We have a doubleheader, the girls and the boys. It's pretty much a matinee afternoon. Yes, and then there's a college game after, so it's pretty sweet, so there's all three. Mm -hmm. So you get JV hockey, you get varsity, varsity hockey, and then you get some college hockey. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Let's go with it. I'm in. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank Good you. Luck. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we welcome you back once again. That was Ricky Sainty Jr. Let's just take a quick look at the week ahead from each of you. I want the, the, the game that you're looking most forward to either calling or watching. Matt. Um, well, I'm going to go next Saturday. This is on the 17th, I believe. I'm going to go with uh, Minnetonka and Rogers Ooh. on the boys' side. I believe uh, 
Patrick Lilia will be out on the call for that one. And boy, I mean, Minnetonka, number one at the time we're recording this. Rogers, I believe, is number four at the time we're recording Probably this. Probably number two. I was gonna yeah. say. I was gonna say we could potentially have one and two here. You could gerrymander one and two if you, you want you to. You know, we talked about it. So I, I, I said I want that game, and I go, "Who's on it?" And uh, Matt goes, "Patrick," and I go, "I'm gonna take it." And he goes, "God, what a dick move." <laughs> I, I'm like, "Well, yeah, I guess I am one then." Sorry, no, uh, but that would be a triple header for me. But yeah, that that game, you know, Pagel will be rocking, absolutely like, rocking. And uh, I think we already know how rock- loud will that be. Yeah, I, I think. Can, can we turn the music down? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Now, if Dave, if 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 Dave Langfels is there, we're golden. He's a pro. He knows what he's doing. How about you? Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully a bit of a field trip next Thursday, going up to Brainerd to uh, take in a girls' hockey game of the week. Uh, Alexandria and Brainerd Little Falls. Again, weather dependent. We know there might be a big winter storm blowing through the area, upper Midwest here. But uh, I'm hoping to make it up to that one. I <laughs> Candidly, I, I looked at our schedule. I saw you had the Holiday Classic and said, well, Pete's not making it to that one, so maybe I'll get You're to hop brilliant. in. Thank you, because yeah. I, I stressed about it today. I'm like, <gasps> what are we going to do? And you go, I'll do, I got my name down. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I didn't look at it. So um, I like to anticipate the conflicts on the y- schedule. And you, you guys know that I double go book. Go in the back door, if you will. I, I, I'll double book yeah, and do all yeah. kinds of crazy things. You can have a full schedule off of my double bookings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could just, like, not. We've probably both ripped a few over. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. not do the running of the bulls. You know, you don't even tell me anymore. You just take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, great. Um, you know, I think that game for you, uh, Brandon, is going to be, well, Alexandria is really good couple of strong double a programs um that are flexing their muscles and um the venue is going to be great you're going to love calling it's a great rank yeah it's it's, you'll really like it well eight double a especially on the girl side it's wide open and i'd say it's on the rise you have a lot of programs that are solid brainerd little falls made the trip to state last year but we've seen rozo bemidji alexandria and moorhead all up their game it's going to be a great section to watch it's going to be a great uh section indeed uh mine is going to be Excuse me, um, Edina and Eden Prairie from the Holiday Classic. Original. Now, well, it isn't. Well, <laughs> Pete Wagoner special. Well, it's the only one I'm doing. Other, than, I mean, I'm doing a couple. Other, I'm not doing many. Um. And by the way, I've been asked that. How come? How come you're not doing as many games? And I think the reason is, is I'm taking the ones I want, like that. Mm-hmm. But it's to let you guys do more because it's. You're going to be here a lot longer than I will. So, I mean, we need to, like, do that. It's cool. Anyway, um, the reason why I like that one, Eden Prairie is 0-3, which we brought up earlier today. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2-1, 2-1, what was the score of their most recent loss? I believe it was an OT, 4-3 or 5-4. Two OT losses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they've got a really good group there. I think they're way better than 0-3. We'll oh, yeah, call out sure. the best 0-3 team in the, in the league. <laughs> um, but when, when they and Edina get together, the alumni show up, the place is packed. It's re- it's almost like one of the last real kind of big games that we do before Christmas. And it's just sort of a nice nice push culmination to what we've seen and done for the last about month, yep. three weeks or whatever. And then we get there, and then we get to this whole thing, which is a break. And then all of these just absolutely torrid-paced <laughs> holiday tournament games. Yeah. And then we just kind of cruise into January where it's, like, getting real. That's where the games start tightening up. 
that's where teams start playing the way they want to. Uh, that's why it's, you know, we always talk about the the different levels of engagement when you start the season. It's off shucks. We're just glad we're here. We made the team. Uh, we're trying to impress the, our teammates, our coach, whatever it may be. Then into where what are our deficiencies and what are our strengths and what do we really need to improve? And that's what occurs now. And now we're still in kind of the, uh, the honeymoon phase. <laughs> All that kind of occurs at the holiday tournaments. You play the competition you want to play in your non-conference. And then you get into your conference schedule where you roll up the sleeves. Back into our topic we spoke about rivalry-wise earlier uh, in, in the podcast here. So um, that's why I'm looking forward to that game. Well, and how about the storyline of uh, Coach Terwilliger coaching against Edina? Oh, his former team. Yeah. He used to work there and play yeah. there. The two-sport athlete. Yo, he could have been a pro tennis player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He still looks in shape today. Oh, he can get around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet. No. Is he a big pickleball guy? Uh, I don't think, <laughs> no, I think he'd be offended. Really? <laughs> I, 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 I think he's still banging around the courts. Probably. You know, I'll have to ask him. I, I'm going to tell him you asked that. Oh, He'll gosh. That. <laughs> no, anyway, so that's, uh, that's, that's the deal there, guys. We have some great stuff coming up this week, and uh, you guys will be busy. Uh, great job on the show. It's kind of a victory tour for you guys because I think uh, we've done four or fifth is coming out here uh, right before this thing airs or right after, and um, each show is looking better. It's on Care 11 Plus. If you stream TV, most of us do now on smart TVs. Just go to your apps and search for Care 11 Plus. Pops right up. Download it. Takes a second. And then, bang, there's the show. Sunday night's at 10. Um, it's pretty surreal to see the show that we're putting together do the things it's doing. And um, I just think it deserves to be caught on because it's. I think it's great. For sure. So, I'm really enjoying co-hosting with Brandon, and I hope yeah. I hope he feels the same. Oh, way. I do. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, tip really. of the cap to the two of you and uh, embracing it and really taking ownership on content and saying, you know, let's do these games, let's highlight these games, uh, let's go do this player profile, can I come with, can I shoot some stuff, using that stuff, um, you know, and, and Todd Geisler has been absolutely terrific here at the Metasports League Studios mm. in pinning it together. Uh, with with me just sort of watching. No, I mean, you know, but but we 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 definitely all work well together. Now Glenn is coming in and uh, doing the same thing, and um, I, I just couldn't be prouder of what's going on here. We've got a great brand, and uh, if you haven't been checking out, you're missing something. How's that? Just the beginning. Just get out from underneath the rock. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's show. We didn't talk about PJ Flex contract extension. Thank goodness for that. And more money. <laughs> we might have had some fisticuffs. And, and, and more money. And we didn't talk. You guys get so mad. I love it. It's just so easy. Uh, we didn't talk about the Twins and Carlos Correa, which is looking very, who knows. Probably I, resolved by the time you listen to this. So who knows what's going to happen. Maybe. Here we go. They're the favorites. I'd say I know, but, that, but the whole, but, but it feels as though the whole judge thing has completely opened up teams that yeah. have a the giants pocket for sure. full, correct for sure of cash. Yeah. You know, so there's that. Um, and then the, the whole pitching scenario, <laughs> I mean, Kenta coming back, uh, if he's healthy, he's going to be good. Uh, the wild with uh, these really weird runs in Dallas where they gave up a ton of goals in the last third period. That was a false ending, by the way, uh, of the show. Um, <laughs> oh, where, where no. they where they gave up oh, goals no. uh, within like a minute and a half, two minutes, three or four of them, 
did it again in Calgary the other night. It's like, what the hell is going on? So there you go. And the Vikings just continue to impress. Oh, the, oh boy. Not the odds makers, though. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I mean, you've won 10 out of 12. Yeah. You've lost to Philadelphia, who's arguably the best team in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And then you lost to who they lose to? The Dallas, Dallas. Cowboys oh, yeah, by 37. They, that, you know what? And they're holding it against them. They just want them to fail. We'll see what happens. Because they don't like the purple. Kevin O'Connell is hard to not root for. Oh, he's a great guy. I mean, like, he is, he, I mean. His mic'd ups every week are, like, must watch. Whether you're a fan or not. Yeah. I mean, the great part is, is you can tell he was in the league. Mm -hmm. You can tell he was a quarterback. You can tell that he played for Belichick. I mean, all of this stuff. And, uh, wow, they hit a home run, didn't they? Yeah. Just launched. Well, how about, uh, you know, he wasn't a Belichick assistant, but how about going and beating your former coach, the greatest of all time, Bill Belichick, in the first first season as a head coach. That was pretty crazy. That's a, that's a marquee win. That embrace at the end was pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. They're beating AFC teams, and it could be argued that the AFC across the board is deeper, in my opinion. Um, 4-0 against the East that right, is a really right, strong division. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of those losses in that division are to the Vikings. Right. Mm-hmm. So they clinched this weekend with a winner or tie, right? Or a Detroit loss. <laughs> well, <laughs> who's responsible for that? that happen, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, that's right. They're playing Detroit. <laughs> yeah, they're playing the the Lions. So, all right. Sorry, I haven't <laughs> eaten today, so I'm a little off. Yeah, you're all good. But my energy levels are up. I can tell. Are you feeling lighter? A lot lighter. We have the procedure. <laughs> Mass cyclist, not go there. <laughs> he know he knows this could be a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I want to tell the story so bad. Another time. I'll save it for the Another next time. show. But just know, I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> You'll have that's to catch him out at the rink to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be. I. I don't think I'll ever get sick of telling the story because the reactions I get are so wonderful. How many people did you tell in Braemar yesterday when we mm, were shooting that half piece? Dozen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the Edina coaches got a word. I think. Uh, oh, we broke it down. Yeah. 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 We were, we were we were breaking it down. Oh gosh. Not the girls' coaches. <laughs> no, but the I guy. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, the only guy I told was Chris Kanoff. Okay. Oh, and Steve Mars, and yeah, I told him too. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt was too busy. Yeah, Kurt and Josh were, were buzzing by. Josh would have been all about it. <laughs> Probably. All right, guys. Great show. Thank you. Uh, hopefully Carlos Correa is signed in the uh, Minnesota Marlins new hat for next year. <laughs> for Brandon Spratt That's and well Matt Harrington, Glenn Gray behind the board. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.